Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. Five goals in 20 minutes. It's just, you can't do that. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. OTBAM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. We're switching our attention to matters at Aston Villa and I'm delighted to say we're joined by the host of Villa Spaces, Ty Bracey. Ty, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, gents. I'm good. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Um, I'm, I, I do wonder if, if one of Stephen Gerrard's biggest problems is that the team is boring to watch at the moment, that there's no joy about being a Villa fan, that there's nothing to get you're like... Even though the, the collection of players should be really good, there's just nothing to hang your hat on and go, ah, I'm delighted to be sitting down here for the next 90 minutes and like getting behind this group. I, what, what's happened at the moment that that's the, the case? Things are, things are very stale. Um, it, it's not the, the, the most enjoyable football we've seen in recent times. Um, we're, we're, we're not looking very good in front of goal. Our final third product just isn't there. Um, it's, it's really tough at the minute to watch as a fan. It's, it's quite frustrating. And we've, you know, we've got a, a striker who's out of form when the opportunities do arise. So it, it's, it's a tough one for us as fans, really, because we, we don't look dangerous when we're going forward. Um, I, I said last night, the only game I've watched us play this season that I've enjoyed was against Manchester City. And, you know, that was just a draw. It, it's, it's 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 worrying times. We we just don't look great in front of goal at all, um, and we, we haven't got any strikers who are hitting the net when we do have those chances. So really tough at the minute, mate. I do wonder if part of it is that the concentration is on not giving up goals and being hard to beat, and as a result of that, that actually there's just not enough work being done on being creative. It's like, well, you you guys are you guys are uh, world class footballers. You should be able to go out there and do that. Come on, Philippe, I, I I pick you, I put you in the team, you fix it for me, as opposed to, okay, here's the strategy, there's the weakness in the opposition, this is how we're going to take on their left-back or their centre-back or their left-sided centre-back or anytime the goalkeeper has the ball in his hands, we're going to push up here. It doesn't feel like there's any strategy behind what they're doing as an attacking force. Yeah, there's, there's, definitely, there's nothing that seems uniform in our play going forward it's very slow and sluggish and then we have to call on a 37 year old Ashley Young to get a rocket out of his back pocket and score last night so I mean as much as I'm grateful he's he's carried us through in some of the games this season he's 37 years old he's he's shown up in a time of need when we're when we have injuries in those positions and you know we're, we're lucky to have him so there's definitely a bit a bit of an identity identity problem going forward um that's that's definitely a massive struggle but Something's got to change. Something's really got to change. I enjoyed um, your 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 uh, tweet last night, Ty. Where you're, you're t- you uh, shared the Christian Perslow statement on the the sacking of of Dean Smith and just for the wording of it. After a good start to last season, this year we have not seen the continuous improvement in results, performances, and league position which we've all been looking for. For this reason, we've decided to make a change now to allow time for a new head coach to make an impact. Quite pointed and uh, a statement that is that a statement you expect to see a fairly similar wording of in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> It's a statement that was made of the reason of why we had sacked Dean Smith, and we, we haven't progressed. We 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 brought Stephen Gerrard in to take us to the next level. It was a risk granted because he had only done it at one club, but we brought him in to take us, you know, push on up the table, push on up the top half of the table, at least be pushing for the Europa spots, playing good, attractive football. And we've done neither of those three. We've done neither of those three. So there, there has to be a time limit on it. Obviously, the World Cup coming up. Uh, soon, that's something where 
they could wait until that, but I, I can imagine it's a bit of a ticking time bomb at the minute. But does does Christian Perslow as the CEO have to take any of the flack here for for what's happening at the minute? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's him who's appointed the the manager, then then most definitely it has to be. But we we have to take risks, and you only can appoint who's in front of you at the time, who was available when we appointed Stephen Gerrard. So I, I will always get behind the manager, no matter what. I'm not going to be toxic at Villa Park when I go there. I'm always going to get behind the boys, regardless of recent performances or how we're playing. Um, it's just to, to come away with a point against Nottingham Forest. And they, they really made us look bang average last night. So there, there needs to be something. Um, there really needs to be something. It's it's concerning as fans. We're, we're not enjoying the football we're watching. There was there was shouts of Gerrard out at, uh, from the away end last night. Ty, do you think that if a new manager came in, that the current crop of players are underperforming? Yeah, I do. I think we, we, we've been unlucky with, with injuries, most definitely. Diego, Carlos, massive loss. But defensively, I don't think we've been too bad either. You know, without him, I think we've been OK. But we are missing Buba Kamara. That's a, a huge loss in the in the defensive midfield role. So um, th- those two things haven't helped at all. We've obviously had injuries at left back and right back as well, which also hasn't helped. Um, but... As a squad, we have a really good, talented pool of players. We could probably use one or two more in January if 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 that is the case. Um, I, I do think we do need one or two more. Um, but yeah, the the, the 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 general squad as a whole, I'm I'm very happy with, to be honest. So I guess that's the the key argument here is is whether or not Jared's getting the best out of his available resources. Or if a new manager came in, they could actually do better with the same resources and then at least build a plan for investment and, and a structure towards that investment into the future. A question on the recruitment, right? because I'm, I'm not sure who was behind the recruitment in the summer. Does it feel like it's going in the right direction and does it all feel like it's, it's part of a plan? You know, because at the well-run clubs, there's a director of football who buys players and the manager uh, uses those players to implement his style and they're the... The, the clubs that are generally successful, uh, you can see that there's a plan behind it. I'm, I, maybe with the injuries, it's hard to judge whether or not the, those players are, suit Gerard's style. Um, yeah. What's your in, what, what What's your instinct about that? I mean, Buba Kamara, huge talent, 22 years old, Champions League experience, got him on a free, great signing. Diego Carlos, proven in Europe, great signing. Philip Coutinho, most expensive Premier League uh, transfer in history. No goals and assists in ten games. It's the the talent's there for the players, but it's just not clicking on the pitch. It, it's it's really not clicking on the pitch, and that is where somebody has to be held accountable for that. I mean, we did lose Michael Bill, who was Gerard's number two. He's took on a managerial role at QPR. Never easy to replace a character like that. He's 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 very talented at what he does, and he, he's very good in his tactical abilities. Um, Somebody just has to be held accountable for that. I mean, I don't think there's a problem in the recruitment process in terms of the players we have recruited. I'm happy with the business we did in the summer. We probably could have used one or two more. We definitely could have used one more in the middle, um, another eight. Um, but there's, there's players like Cameron Archer on the bench who aren't getting any minutes. We, we didn't send him out on loan, but he's not really featuring. He came on last night. He didn't look too bad when he came on. He he he. He looked like he was hungry to do well. He was hungry to put a ball in the box. Twice he once he tried to ping a ball into the box with his weak foot and then he tried to header a ball across across goal as well when he could have just headed it in. 
Um, he, th- there's definitely a player there as well. But if he's not going to get the minutes, send him out on loan and let's get someone in in January who he's going to start and play because th- it's not working currently as it stands. We've got to do more. Seven goals in nine games. It's just simply not good enough. You mentioned Coutinho there, Ty, and, and he was someone highlighted by Jimmy Carragher on Monday Night Football last night where he said he was a million miles off it, he's a shadow of himself. Uh, and you mentioned the stats there, I think it's one goal involvement in, in, in uh, 20 appearances uh, at this stage, which is uh, brutal from his uh, point of view. He's the only attacking player as well that was actually bought by Steven Gerrard. And then after the game, Gerrard name-checks him and Ings and uh, Buendia, Watkins, as these players who now need to actually just stand up and, and uh, show a bit of leadership for the team. From the Coutinho, Coutinho point of view, it's very concerning as a Villa fan, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but we know that the players the players in there. But we say that with everybody, but how many times do you say we know there's a player in there? How long can you be out of form for? It's it's we've collectively as a team, everybody has a bad game. It's it's acceptable, but we've got to continuously as a team keep moving forward and the form just has to be better across everything going forward we look stale in the middle we look stale going forward defensively luckily we've been okay Emmy Martinez had a great game last night but with with, with someone like Coutinho you'd expect to see a little bit more if I mean if that's that is corrected what one goal involvement in 20 we, we just need to see a little bit more we, we really do Emmy Buendia is not getting the starts not getting the, the minutes that he deserves and he most definitely has that in his locker to do those things. So if you, you can't be starting a player who's who's not creating those chances, who is out of form, you, you've got to give them that that kick up the backside and, and give somebody else a chance who's hungry and waiting, who can play in the same position. I do wonder about the, the responsibility that Perslow feels and the connection that he feels with Gerrard, how easy it's going to be for him to make that decision to move on, because ultimately it does look like it's bad business from him. Take Gerard. Gerard fails. It's respons- You know, it's his responsibility. The only way to get around that is if, like, you do get somebody who's an excellent manager. And I don't know. Is there a, a ready-made uh, list of candidates? And uh, maybe you never know about a good list of candidates. That's how good football should work. But um, who do the Villa fans believe is a credible replacement for Gerard at this point? From looking on Twitter alone, there's only one, and it's uh, Pochettino. He's the only one that's really... There was calls of Potter before he went to Chelsea, which would have been great for us. Um, you know, local boy as well. It could have been another fairy tale there, but um, Pochettino seems to be the the only one who has really been spoken about. But would he come to Aston Villa? That's a, I think it would be a great project for him. Should that be the case? Should we get rid of Gerard? I think he would be... Um, a great successor to him to, you know, take us to that next level because he's got the experience in those in those areas as a manager. So, whether he'd come to us or not is a is a different story. But again, a, a great project to take on going forward. You have got a good, a really good base of players, a really good strong core of players, and then you you only can move up from there. The bare facts tie are, are nine points from nine games, uh, a few, uh, three points I think it is above the relegation zone. Uh, and you look at the fixtures coming up, you've got Chelsea at home next, uh, then Fulham away, Brentford at home, and then Newcastle away and Manchester United at home. So not the easiest run of, of four or five games coming up. <laughs> you know, with based on the current squad that they have and the players at Gerrard's disposal, where do you think they should be uh, in, the league, in the league standings at the end of the season? 
in in the current. You mean how we're playing well, like, currently? Before the season, with, with that squad, just just, just looking and forgetting the results so far this season, and you looking at that squad before the season started, where do you think they should have finished? There should be no reason for a, a top half of the table push. There should be no reason why we can't push for the top half of the table with that squad. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. But as we said, seven goals in nine games. Where are the goals coming from? There's no attacking threat. There's no identity going forward. It's really stale and really poor to watch as a fan. It's so frustrating. And to all those fans who have gone there on a Monday night to, to Nottingham to watch us play and, you know, sung for 90 minutes and then have to endure that. It, 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 it's, it's a massive shame for them. Tyrone Mings has gone over to everybody, gone over to the fans and had a chat to the fans. Nobody else really did that. He went directly up and spoke to the fans and he was the only player who did that. And that's the player who was stripped to the captaincy. I mean, it's, when you think about that, right? Like, I just don't believe that Gerard has any emotional intelligence when it comes to dealing with the players. I don't, I don't believe that he's got the ability to take Ollie Watkins' struggles and convince him that he's, he's a great striker and that he can, he can kick on. Like, under a good manager, Ollie Watkins will be scoring goals because he'd believe in himself and he'd have confidence. Emi Buendia would believe that he deserves to be in the Premier League. And no good manager would have treated Tyrone Mings the way that Steven Gerrard did. Because it, it was like taking a, a club hero, cutting the, the legs from under him, and then and then he needed him the next week and Tyrone Mings has done nothing wrong. It, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And that's the main problem I have with Steven Gerrard. Well, that and the fact that I don't have a clue what football he's trying to play. You know, are we... Is, is he a team who wants to press? Is he, is he a team who wants to sit back and hit you on the counter-attack? Is he a team who's got three midfielders who are going to keep possession? I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's, that, that, that's the, the unfortunate thing, isn't it? You know, we, we've gone for a massive change. If there was things going on behind closed doors that we don't know about, then they're not really things that you know, we can comment on. So, so we understand to an extent, but... To, for him to go over after being stripped to the captaincy, he doesn't owe us anything to go over. He's not the captain. He, he's gone over to chat with the fans and he understands that they're frustrated when they're, when they're calling for the manager you know, to, to, to be gone. So for him to go over and be that professional and chat to the fans just, just shows what type of person that Tyrone Mings really is. So huge credit to him that he, he still plays that leadership role. You know, he's the last one out. Um, when everybody's when everybody's gone inside after a full time and he's outside talking to the fans, to the people who've travelled there. So absolute fair play to him. He's very in touch with the fans, always doing good for people on Twitter. He's he's really a good soul. So he's still showing that he's a leader in many ways on and off the pitch. No, bot- no bottle, I think, Roy Keane said after the game, that the, the, these Villa players have no bottle. And I know Keane loves a you know, a line that's going to that's gonna stand out for the, for the social clips. But... That that's something that shows a little bit of bottle at least. Ty, when Tyrone Mings is walking over to the fans, like, do you think more of the players should be kind of stepping up like that and, and holding their hands up? I don't, I don't expect everybody to go over all eleven players and go over and you know take an earful from the fans, but Tyrone Mings definitely has a connection with the fans, and I think that's very important. And I think he's one person who is very connected to the fans. Uh, and he's been around a, a long time. He's been with us on this journey to, you know, to the Premier League from the Championship. He's been with us all the way. He's really been there for every step of that. So, um, he, he he's very connected. He, he's one of us. He, he really is a villain, and it's just a shame to to see that he he has to do that, and he's the only one who does do that. But you know, if if we haven't stepped up as a team, then collectively your captain should be going over as well yeah is Jacob Ramsey 
Actually, I don't know. Has any player, I might have given the answer away here, has any player actually improved under Gerrard? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to... No. <laughs> I'd say the answer is no. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Maybe my head is clouded with judgment of last night, but I, I can't really think of anybody who has excelled under Gerard. I, I, I can't. It did feel like early early stage when Gerard just arrived that Ramsey was given more freedom or confidence and was doing well, but I don't know yeah. if that he's maintained that progression. And I don't know if, like, I, I think maybe this is where he would be anyway. I, I, I suppose it's, I'm, I'm reluctant to give Gerard too much credit for Ramsey emerging as like a, a very good player um, because it's just hard to see what work where the work is 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 showing up. Yeah, um, we know the talents there with Ramsey. Uh, at the start, when Gerard come in, he he did look he did look like he was he was excelling. He he got a new contract as well. It looked like he, he was he was really growing into a, a, a young a young man with great talent. But last night, a bit of a hothead. But he he did keep getting snapped. The ref didn't protect him. I think two of the three fouls or maybe even all three there was times where the, there were challenges that were a bit naughty on him so I could understand where the frustration was coming from and obviously we weren't playing the greatest we probably just got a bit on top of him so I, I, I really don't I, I understand why last night he may have drifted off a little bit and you know he got a yellow card then ultimately got took off in the end for us to go a little bit more attacking but you've got to keep your head you've got to keep your cool in those situations especially when we're chasing three points in the, the situation that we're in can I just ask you a last one for me, Ty? A bit of a random one, but we, we've been kind of talking about Monday Night Football on the show this morning, uh, the Sky Sports coverage, and, and referencing a lot of the talking points that came up between Keane and Carragher and the, the top threes, the lists. Like we often joke when when the, when a game isn't maybe as as sexy as some other games. Like maybe a, it might seem unfair to Nottingham Forest and Villa fans, but you know it's not the Monday Night Football game that gets everyone's juices flowing. Um, yeah. For for someone who supports one of those teams how do you feel about, about watching them I think it was only maybe 7.35 or 7.40pm before the, the build up actually started for the, for the, for the game itself so I, I'm interested to know how that makes a fan of one of those teams feel it is hugely frustrating as a fan of one of those clubs it is hugely frustrating I think it's disrespectful to the clubs I mean it's, it doesn't surprise me that when we're lining up for a corner or a substitution that they don't show a quick ag break of something that happened in Arsenal v Liverpool the day before you know it's I I understand the, the the size of the clubs in terms of fans, but Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest are no small clubs. Nobody in the Premier League is its biggest league in the world. There's more than enough coverage, more than enough to talk about during those shows in the build-up to to have a, a good pre-match build-up of both teams. Let's talk about Villa and how we're doing recently. Okay, it might not be positive, great coverage that we want to see, but there's been nothing happened recently where we've looked great but let's look at things and look at where areas we needed to improve leading up to this game let's look at Forest the money they've spent in the window their rise back into the Premier League look at those things build that up build that suspense up before the game but instead we're watching 20 minutes before kickoff whether Gabriel Jesus handled, handled the ball or not who cares it was yesterday I guess the only uh, comeback is Villa need to do better, have been more compelling. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I understand yeah. your frustration, one hundred percent. 
But, yeah. um, you know, Stephen Gerrard's team were like uh, swashbuckling their way through and creating loads of chances. There'd be more for for them to analyse and more for it's us It's nearly to more interesting when they're doing badly. Well, you know, teams as well. There's a certain, certain yeah. element of... I, I, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe there is a reluctance to criticise Gerrard too. I don't know. Like, Ty, one last thing. You said you're, not, you're never going to be toxic and I totally appreciate that. And I think that's probably the right thing for, for you and it's probably the right thing for most fans. And yet at the same time, there comes a point where it's probably going to be the toxicity in the stadium that forces the hand of the chief executive and the owners. So it's this kind of weird balancing act where you're like, oh, but I support my team. Uh, how do I, what's the right thing in the long term? When when do you think the, the fan base will turn enough? Or are we kind of at that point? If, if they were to lose their next home game, for example, is that just going to be the stadium as one saying, right, come on, it's time, move on, sack them? I mean, we play better against the bigger clubs. <laughs> we we um, two one against Arsenal. We gave Man City a very good game. Who knows what Aston Villa are going to show up? And that's part of the problem, isn't it? What Aston Villa are going to show up each game? We we really don't know. There's no consistency in any part of our form in any half of football. Um, I will go to Villa Park regardless of how we are playing, whether I believe Gerard should go or not. And I will sing my heart out until I lose my voice. It's just, I'm always going to be that guy. I'm not going to go in the stadium and boo from kickoff. Are things rubbish? Yes. Do we deserve better? Yes. Should we be better? Yes. But I'm still going to go there and sing my heart out. But again, if we don't fight against Chelsea, there will be shouts for Gerard out at full time. There will be. Ty, great to have you with us again. Thanks a million, man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.